Alright, and we're pulling up to your stop now. And here we are, so your total will be 2476. Do you take gold nuggets? <laughs> are they real gold nuggets? Yes. You you sound kind of unsure. Look into my eyes. They are real gold. Alright, I I I'll uh I, I'll take your, your gold nuggies. <laughs> are you from the Upper West Side or like where are you where are you from? I'm from uh, out of town. <laughs> I I got uh, okay. So what what brings you here to the cemetery? There is a uh, party I'm attending. At a cemetery? Yes. <laughs> Would you like to join? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's, what's going on? It is a, uh, a, a fun time. Good, good times. It is a, a bash, you, you could say. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let me just park the car and get out, get out of here. Good. I think you will find it to die for. <laughs> All right, let's start walking over. So busy night, or? I mean, it's a Wednesday, so not not too too bad. Hmm. But you know, just be cool. Oh yeah. Oh, and uh, you'll need these robes. So it, it's that kind of party, okay? All right. Uh, have a seat here and mm -hmm. complete the circle with everyone else. And now we chant in unison. What are we, what are we chanting? <laughs> alright, alright, everyone simmer down, calm down. Greg, Greg, we're cutting it. Sorry. Cut it. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, hello, and welcome to the biannual Council of Monsters meeting. Um, thank you all for coming here. It's fair we just jump right into it. Uh, any old business that we need to bring over from last millennia? Teresa, do you have anything? Now, okay. Uh, yes, I would like to revisit biting humans. Yes, Greg. I vote yes on biting humans. We decided we can't do that. It's too dangerous, Greg. Unless you want to open the floor for a reverse vote, where we can basically overturn that that decree. I motion to reopen the voting on the. Eating or biting of humans. Can I get a second? There is no second. Motion denied. Do we have anything else uh, that we'd like to bring up for the meeting for old business? All right, we're moving on to new business. Uh, we have no nothing open from old business, so they don't have any other motions they'd like to open. I actually do have one non-biting related, I promise. Yes, Greg. Have you guys heard of these podcasts? <laughs> I mean, I listen to Serial. I don't, I don't know what else you got. There are some pretty cool ones out there. I think we could maybe do a podcast with all of us. And it might be a good way to keep in touch. Here, uh, let me show you. There's these two mortals I follow. They are pretty funny, though I do not get half of the jokes. All right, we, we, if you want to put it on, Greg, all in favor? Aye. Aye. 
All right, Greg, play it. Hello <laughs> and welcome to Six Tombstones of Celebration. I am Alan. You're gonna die up there. I'm Matt. <laughs> why? Why are you up there? Get down! Get down from there! You're gonna die up there. Because <laughs> it's spooky. <laughs> We're doing our uh, first Halloween episode. Yeah! Happy Halloween, everybody! It's pre-Halloween when this will come out, but you get it. Yeah, it's to get you in the spirit. Yeah. In an effort to get everyone in the spirit, what we're doing is we've picked three things, each of us, that we find spooky. Mm -hmm. We're going to be sharing our spookiness with all of you. So viewer discretion's advised, I guess. I think I... I, I my, uh, yeah. Yeah, no more than normal. <laughs> no more than normal. I mean, <laughs> the, the show is already pretty scary. Scary bad. Yeah. <laughs> Waldorf and Stadler. Uh, <laughs> hey, Matt. Yeah? Let me ask you something. Okay. Are you afraid of the dark? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, oh, like, like advanced darkness, yeah. All right, I'm more talking about the 90s show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? The one that, the one that like... <laughs> I think triggered a lot of my, my emotional <laughs> issues. Yeah. Yeah. The cool kids goosebumps. Yeah. Oh my God. This show, if you're not familiar, was super freaking creepy. Basically, there were a group of kids that had like a, a dead poet society, but for spooky stories. And every episode, a kid, new kid would come and as a way to like join the society, they'd have to tell a really scary story. And then they would play out like the story in the show it was like yeah it was like an anthology show i don't have a lot of memories regarding the show itself but the fear has held with me <laughs> from all For, these years. yes <laughs> yeah i mean the same thing i don't have a lot of like vivid memories of specific stories or like specific episodes but like i can so clearly see the like title card of mm. the, like are you afraid of the dark and it's the hand holding the candle Oh my god, yes. So let's talk about the opener of this freaking show because that's the part that I, I still remember. Because 90s kids shows back then were like stimulus overload. Pulled no punches. So let me... Can can you make me a host so I can share? <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in. So it's so, it's so spooky, the <laughs> technical issues. Let them see how the sausage is made. <laughs> so you had shows like... Rocket Power, which gave you this shit. We are riders on a mission. Action kids in play position. Rocket Power. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's shit everywhere. You had Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. All right, so everybody is getting the vibe of what 90s shows were like. This is what the theme song intro for Are You Afraid of the Dark was, the original 1991. <laughs> that was fucking it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. 
<sighs> this this walked so American Horror Story could run. Yes, yeah, like, absolutely, hundred percent. We don't have the like <laughs> like <laughs> sound of American Horror Story without that. Oh my god! At the end, where they just like let you sit in it, like they light a yeah. match to show you the words, and then the match goes out, and you just sit there with the intro card while like the smoke is wafting. It's so terrifying. Versus like goosebumps, which is just like the the floating pink or like the floating like orb, just kind of going through the city. Yeah, and then like goo. It's like right, like right. It's like all right. That silence at the end. That is how you give someone actual goosebumps. Take note, R.L. Stein. Yes. Which R.L. Stein is spooky. He's definitely scary, uh, just for a certain demographic. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the books, I hear the books are good. And, you know, obviously the TV show is messed up by them. Right, 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 right. But still, are you afraid of the dark? I remember playing a video game that is one of the few games that when you and I lived together, all three of us had played, or all three of us agreed was good which as we've kind of established is a rare occurrence that when we all think something is good oh yeah i want to talk about oxen free oh jenny's gonna want to talk about that hey hon do you want to come talk about oxen free (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure i remember i think i bought oxen free as like a sale thing because it was like five dollars or ten dollars or something on PSN. I was like, sure, why not? Got it. I had no idea what it was. Started playing it. Was immediately, like, terrified because of the witchy <laughs> monster thing. How do you describe the the kind of visual style? I mean, it's a, it's a lot of painted stuff, you, and it's, it's kind of like diorama-esque, like the way you walk around the yeah. scenes and things. And a lot of the times when you have a horror game where you like can look at your your person from afar, mm. it kind of like separates you out from it. But it's so terrifying. Yes. So to kind of recap the, the basic plot of Oxenfree, you play, I forget her character's name. Alex, I think. Alex, I think Alex. <laughs> Basically, you are on a boat and you are going to this kind of remote island to have a kind of a senior send off and uh, all of a sudden, basically, one of you, one of your group, wanders into a cave and sees a floating triangle. <laughs> and you have a little radio, and you tune in to a certain frequency, and it opens this like other dimension. Because like there's there's rumors that like if you bring a radio onto the the island, you can get like weird signals. Right, and like hear voices, and it's like okay, um, but it just got very spooky because like it opens this other dimension and you see these like really freaky visuals (laughs) i just remember starting to play it and you and jenny just being like yes i love this i'm like wait what (laughs) you know this well we spent one night we played it what two or three times yeah maybe it wasn't in the same day but we kept coming back and we were like what happens if we do this so when you were playing it i was like "Ooh, what's he gonna do (laughs) yeah because the the game plays a lot with, I technically time travel and like alternate dimension stuff. Right. So it's basically one of those games where like, you have to at least play it through twice. I think, for sure. I think I played it through three times because it, it really does design itself to be multiple playthroughs. There's a lot of like your choices actually matter kind mm-hmm. of stuff going on. Right, and that was the things I think. A lot of games that are like choice based and like this doesn't 
really make a difference. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, this does. Like <laughs> on a sentence to sentence level, like the way you talk to people. And like there's the crazy shit of like how your first playthrough can actually affect your second playthrough and stuff like that. That's yes. so cool. Well, because also like your second playthrough affects your first play, like all of this stuff. And it's just like very, very weird and it's just a fantastic little game and i just learned they're making a sequel yeah, yeah we, we heard about that <laughs> <laughs> which i don't think is related to the first one. Oh no i'm trying to remember we just read it a few days ago i think it said it's a similar setting but a different story and different characters okay i gotcha yeah that that's good because oxenfree is such like a tightly knit thing with like a bow on it and i feel yeah. like if you tried to go back into it and add stuff it would mess it up which i also which is interesting i have that i think the article i sent you um it's was acquired by netflix oh really so i think netflix is putting it out god i hope it's okay then <laughs> i'm sure it will be honestly if you struggle with scary games but you like like tension and mystery and stuff like that like oh my god this this game has like an underlying reason why all this shit is happening. And the more you play, the more you actually figure out like, what is this? This isn't just like an unknown entity. Like there is a reason it's happening. And that kind of like solvable mystery helps you get past the really scary parts. And we're both babies and we loved it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby approved. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm very excited for the next one. Apparently the next one's all about like a cult. Oh, I love that. I hope they, they go from the same angle of like, we're just kids like doing kid stuff. Right. And then they just like fall into a cult. Then there's setting. murder. Like, <laughs> I, I'm very excited. And that's one of the, one of the, I can't, I, I love horror stuff. I can't, I have a problem with horror games, but I love this. What a really unique game. It's one of the few that all three of us like, and it's one of the few horror games that like yeah. Jenny and I not only played through but looked back and we're like damn that was a good game let's do it again yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely. one of the few games i actually finished with you because i was like oh i gotta know that's true <laughs> exactly i'll i'll bring you back in later jenny if that's okay yeah i love you see you later see, see you later. later love you too play the jenny's theme song her name is jenny there and this goes. is her story <laughs> just the same one i played like i don't know it was like Eight episodes ago. <laughs> There's a piece of media that I experienced. This was like my proud hipster moment. Oh, really? Yeah. Before this series blew up and got picked up by Netflix, I was there for like each new release and like right on the pulse of it. Hmm. <laughs> You're proving hipster face. I, I'm just like, I'm just like, you. like, huh? Have you heard of Sweet Home? No, I haven't. There is a Netflix adaptation out for Sweet Home right now. It was originally a really successful webtoon with the same name. The tagline of it that they have in the story is, after an unexpected family tragedy, a recluse high school student is forced to leave his home only to face something much scarier, a reality where monsters are trying to wipe out humanity. Now he must fight alongside a handful of reluctant heroes to try and save the world before it's too late. Okay. That's not what I got when I read it. That's like not at all how, how, what I think the story is about. Like if I were to describe it, I'd say it's much less of them trying to save the world and much more of them just trying not to die. Okay. Every episode of the webtoon I read was like, shit, 
oh god we're about to die how do we not die this time okay got it i think if i if i were to make just like a small tagline it would be a tense thriller about the corruptible nature of humans hmm so is it like an anime or the original webtoon is a webtoon okay so it's like a it's like a visual novel right right um and then the netflix adaptation is live action which is like a bold transition so right we'll like, okay. pays off for. <laughs> so, uh, so it hasn't come out yet Oh, no, it's out. It's oh, on out? Netflix right oh, okay. now. I haven't watched it because I think the live action might actually be too scary. The webtoon like teetered on the edge for me sometimes. Got it. Because it's it's drawn by Juan Young Chan. And this guy can do stuff with <laughs> art that just like scares you. I know. OK, I know something about horror comics or horror webtoons like just break me. Like there, yeah. there's a, you know, Junji Ito. Uh, I don't think I do. He's a Japanese like manga artist who does a lot, just the freakiest freaking stuff. Um, oh, is he the one that did like the holes in the mountain? Thing? Yes, the thing that I've like is my that, every yeah. waking nightmare. Is this? It's such a simple thing. It's not like a monster or anything. It's just like it's such a simple concept, and it broke me. <laughs> The story I am referring to is The Enigma of Amigara Fault, which is a short little story. You can read it in like under an hour easily um, about uh, this hillside in Japan where basically all of these person shaped holes start appearing in the mountainside. And basically what happens is people start realizing is the holes are shaped like individual people, um, like your exact shape the thing is people are like i want to go in the hole what's in the hole and they like insert themselves into the hole and then just like go down and then just like don't come back i only read a synopsis of it because i was like this looks too creepy for me it's so freaky for no reason like there's no mo- there's, there's no like, big monster there's no like big spooky thing there's no like there's just like a hole it's just a hole <laughs> and i'm just like oh, why did this why am i so scared why am i so scared of a hole it's a hole yeah. is that when you realize you were gay yes <laughs> it's like why that vibe of like this thing is just a normal thing but for some reason the way you're doing it is making me terrified yes that's what sweet home is like except sweet home also has like legit terrifying people that turn into monsters so like your neck gets crazy long your head just becomes a big Uh, eyeball kind of stuff yeah but like he does like in the transformation period where it's like their face is still a human face but like something's just like off about the way they draw them Mm -hmm. their smile is a little too wide or something like that it just like crawls up my back it's so creepy if you want something that creeps you out but it's it's good and it's not gonna I don't give you nightmares. I don't think you should definitely check out like all the stuff he's worked on. So he's worked on Sweet Home, which is amazing. And he's also done Bastard, which is about a a boy whose dad is a serial killer. Ooh, yeah, it's really, really good. I like that a lot, actually. I might check that out. Pig Pen, which is about this guy who gets stranded on an island and he has amnesia. And it's this cool, fun thing where it's like he's playing with concepts of reality. Mm hmm. 
it's it's so interesting and then he's now releasing like it's coming out right now shotgun boy and shotgun boy is actually a prequel to sweet home and it's it's filling in a lot of gaps and stuff which is really cool got it so check those out everybody (laughs) uh they're really freaking good (laughs) so i'm gonna talk about one of the big things that everyone does this time of year which is watch horror movies mm-hmm. and I know, oh, I know you don't because you're not a horror movie person we have our own version of horror movies you have like fun horror movies you know true but i want to talk about one of my favorite actually scary horror movies one that really kind of is a masterclass. let's talk about it no <laughs> put it back put it away it's, it's so oh good. god i saw like a screenshot of what it looked like and i was like ah like I, it's just a screenshot normally when you look at a screenshot of like like friday the 13th right. or, or like Freddie Mercury, whatever. <laughs> Fre- Freddie, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> it's just like, okay, that's creepy, but like, I'm not scared of like this image. But you show me like a picture of it, and I'm like, this scares me when I look at it. I think that is ultimately the thing about this particular thing. They did a miniseries in the 1990s which was with the uh, legendary Tim Curry, the legendary Tim Curry of Rocky Horror fame. And he did a great job as Pennywise, as a very campy kind of fun Pennywise. But it wasn't necessarily super scary. Maybe a couple things, but it was not like a big thing. Versus the updated one, which is with uh, Bill Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. Who is horrifying yeah he's just a horrifying person like to start right he's the very very (laughs) tall person who has a uh frightening command of his limbs and body yeah i remember i watched a couple interviews with bill talking about playing the clown and the whole thing and there's a scene in the first it where pennywise's eyes need to go two different directions Mm -hmm. where one eye needs to go up the other needs to go like right and the director was saying all right so here's what we're going to do uh and we're just going to do that in you know post we can we're gonna cg CG." (laughs) every every film person is just like we're going to finish it in post um (laughs) like we're going to do it in post bill just goes oh you mean like this and then just like does it (sighs) and he's just like (laughs) (laughs) what are you right exactly (laughs) Um, they interviewed the kids and they're like, he just drools like that. Like he could just generate that amount of drool. Um, the like pinched lip thing. I I won't draw up an image because I want to, I don't want to scare you, but. All right. Thank you. (laughs) There's an image of him smiling where it's like smile. And then it's like pinched down here. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the bottom. Right. But he just like does that. He He can can, like smile and move his lip. Right. He can just do that. And it's like. I want to talk about it, but just because, like, yes, it is very, very scary and it's a fun movie to watch. But I also like that it is about something. I think all really good horror is because it is about, like, childhood trauma and fear and friendship and camaraderie on top of it being kind of Stephen King's final. I think Stephen King called it his final exam in horror. (laughs) Like, this was like everything he wrote was like leading up to this. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm not even familiar with the story of it because I've never even never even gone near it. The story of it is that every, I think, 27 years, this clown, this like evil being returns to haunt Derry, Maine and feed on children. Is that Derry in the state of Maine? Derry in the state of Maine. Oh, okay. Yep. And he returns every 27 years to basically feed on children. And just a whole bunch of kids go missing. And everyone's just kind of like, it's just kind of part of living in Derry, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's just like, this is how it is. The whole idea of Pennywise is that he's this kind of supreme evil that appears as whatever you fear most. So for some people, that is, you know, the clown. Uh, for one kid, it's like a leper. What? I didn't know this. I thought it was just always the clown. Ne- it, it can change. It can like change shape. Oh, it's it's a um a boggart. Kind of. Yeah. Like a, like the world's worst boggart. Oh, my God. And like at one point, it's like a werewolf at one. Yeah, it just it changes into a bunch of different stuff and has this command over all this. Because at one point, it says like fear makes you taste better. I think is what it's what he says. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. Um, yeah, because like that, that's so cool because you could be thinking maybe it is just a scary thing. But no, if it's like purposely going out of its way to make you as afraid as possible. Yes. Having giving it that like reasoning. Like, right. Oh, and it man. can like see into these kids and like know what they're afraid of. Oh, God. And it's just such a good concept and just so supremely executed. The second one is not as scary. The second one's more funny. Which is weird. Okay. But the first one, mwah, chef's kiss. Now, it seems like, I don't want you to spoil it, no. but I don't see any way in which you're fighting a supreme evil that can turn into exactly what you're afraid of most. I don't see how you beat that. Well. And like, how, how is it satisfying to have a movie where everybody dies at the end? Through the power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be scary to all of us at the same time. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> like, you'd literally be surprised. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, it is not a perfect story. Um, the book is, like, a thousand pages long. Jesus. It's a brick in a purse. Um, well, because <laughs> it, it encompasses the original story, like, the chapter one and chapter two being the same kids as adults. Oh, which is what the second movie is about. Right. right? I think the, I remember that. Right. The same kids coming back to Derry to, like, defeat it. Because like they That's make, because so cool. they make like a blood promise, <laughs> um, to like come back if it ever does, and that's when you get them coming back, and then like, oh, I'm not over this. Oh god, I, I'm st- I'm still processing this. The first one is a fantastic piece of film, great great horror movie. The second one is more fun, I would say, like it's less scary. I think there's a couple great scary things in there people who have seen the one i'm talking about the little girl under the bleachers um is a great moment the the little boy in the hall of mirrors all this stuff sounds very creepy it's creepy but all, at the end of the day like they cast the kids as adults one of the actors they got bill Hader from <laughs> snl and i think at one point he calls pennywise a spooky bitch <laughs> like he just straight up calls him a spooky bitch and it's like what the yeah. fuck are you doing like that's interesting like the difference between how this shit has just like warped these people oh yeah and that's the thing is like it's about how we how we carry that with us but it's fantastic and i don't feel right going through halloween without mentioning it at least once not gonna watch it don't like it 
Don't recommend it. <laughs> I will watch it tonight with a cup of tea. It's like, <laughs> hmm. get up. Uh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blow my steamboat whistle and call back my wife. She's <laughs> like, "What the fuck was that?" I don't know. What, isn't that a steamboat whistle? Make a guess. What? <laughs> Is that close? I don't know. Fear of the unknown, naked frogs, a looming evil, talking bluebirds, and Jason Funderburker. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jason Funderburger. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Over the Garden Wall. This is an animated miniseries that has become the keystroke of our entire fall season. Keystroke? Or keystone, I guess <laughs> would be the word. Cornerstone? Cornerstone. It's like the thing we do every <laughs> fall, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Trying to sound like educated over here. We just finished it again oh, today. Oh, it's so good. For those that don't know, it is 10 short, 11 minute episodes that feel way denser than the runtime should allow. Like, it mm. feels like you you go through so much stuff in like the 11 minutes. So, Wirt and his younger brother, Greg, they're traveling through the mysterious land of the unknown, and they encounter an assortment of strange characters as they try to basically find their way back home. From home, you don't know what that means and yeah. why they're there until like mm-hmm. the end of it. But yeah, the the first episode that like literally starts you in medias race where you're just like freaking walking through the woods and he's like, "Where? How do we get home?" <laughs> it's just like, "Oh shit! All right, <laughs> we're just going." Did you know that this was made by Patrick McHale? I didn't. I don't know who that is. He he's worked on Adventure Time and the Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Okay, I can see that. You can see where the humor like comes from. You know very, that. very weird humor. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a beautiful mix of creepy and goofy or creepy and cute. The pumpkin. And, like, yeah. The well, weird I mean, pumpkin just, like, tower just like. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much of it. In one of the episodes where like they get almost get consumed by a like cursed Victorian girl is the same episode you get like our favorite line, which is, I'm here to burgle your turts. We're burglars! No, 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 we're not. We're not. We, we just needed to get out of the rain, and, and we, we thought this place was abandoned, so... So we came here to burgle your turts. No, it's, it's not true. It is true! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite thing. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very weird mix. Also, has a fantastic soundtrack. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I know, because it's by a band called The Blasting Company, and they are peak fall vibes like mm. absolute just sheer old timey turn of the century strings <laughs> and like banjos but mm-hmm. like it's beautiful yeah it sets the mood like amazingly mm-hmm. what other weird cute comparisons can we do i mean the whole story running through the whole thing is pretty creepy once you get into the the thick of it and yet Almost everything that Greg says is absolutely adorable and hilarious. Yes. I mean, the frog alone, his oh, frog yeah. companion throughout the whole thing, his name changes at least once an episode. Mm-hmm. And then it gives us another one of our favorite lines. The president is naked. <laughs> <laughs> In one of the episodes, he just calls him George Washington for no. And like, he won't be like, I'm calling the frog George Washington now. He just starts. Yeah, he just starts. He's like, me and George Washington are going over here. Right. And they go in this boat where all these frogs are like anthropomorphized and they're wearing clothes. 
And then Greg points to his frog. He's like, the president is naked. <laughs> it's so good. Also, I learned um, when it was originally airing, the the moon that appears in all of it mm-hmm. lines up with the phases of the moon on the date it was originally aired. That is so cool. Oh, whoa. Like it was like. I court- love that. So it just like it lined up with just like the date it showed on Cartoon Network. That's freaking awesome. I just like I just like a little attention to detail stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like every opening, uh, what would you call it? Every title card at the beginning of an episode. If you look around the outside of like the decorative border, there's symbolism that represents every single episode mm-hmm. around the outside. So okay, so I'm gonna make a comparison for people who may not who should get this. Take Gravity Falls, but make it fall. Yeah, and and I yeah. And then make it shorter. Then make it shorter. Yeah, I could see that. Not as many like jokes a second, but like kind of creepy, kind of spooky, just really good animation. Mm hmm. Really good animation. I just I love that it's such a unique combination, though, because I like Halloween time for like the vibes, but I don't like actually being scared. Right. So like this delivers a little bit creepy enough to make it feel a little spooky like Halloween, Mm -hmm. but it's not scary at all. And it's adorable and funny. Yes. But also like kind of spooky, like the Huntsman. Yeah. Yeah, and the beast. The beast. Yeah, the thing that lives in the woods. The beast. Yeah. The beast. Yeah. yeah. It's. It's. There's just... like this looming terror that is the beast, and his voice. Oh my god, his his voice is like the most sinister, deep voice. He's like, there has to be another way. No, there is only me. There is only my way. There is only the forest, and there is only surrender. It's just like, yeah, I don't know, like what you're capable of, but like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you scare me. I, I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. No, it's absolutely fantastic. I think we didn't like one sitting or something like that. Because oh, like, yeah, like you definitely minutes. can. Yeah. yeah. No, it's absolutely fantastic piece of content. And if you're you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know, maybe like creepy and cute doesn't really hit it for me. There are heavy themes. Oh, in yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Guilt. Life after death. Oh my gosh, all this stuff. And every time we watch it, we'll end it and probably sit for a couple minutes and just be like, what do you think this symbolized? Right. Like, what do you think they were yeah. doing with this? Like, it this stands happen? up to rewatching and reanalyzing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we've my God, seen it yeah. at least four or five times now. And even still today, I was like, I don't remember if I asked this before, but what about this? Right. Yeah. Like, there's still so much. And I, I feel like it's a weird show to sell to someone to watch for the first time because you're like, it's a kid's show, but it's totally not a kid's show. <laughs> but like, it, it's a cartoon, but like, you should just watch it. Like, it's right, really good. Right, and they're right. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I find that's happening with a lot of cartoons now. Is like, it's for kids, but like, not really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Pixar movies. Like Pixar movies. There's a new show, I think, on HBO called Infinity Train that I've heard a lot about. Yeah. That's like. I'm so glad that they're like being produced now. Right. That's like not for kids, but like for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. that that's oh my god! Infinity Train is like a whole thing because they had it was like a pilot that they they didn't produce, but then they put it on YouTube and it blew up, mm-hmm. and so like they bought it back and now they're making it again. I don't know the specifics of it, but like it's been around for a while, and now they're finally like releasing it on a paid service. Good for them. Uh, but as far as over the garden wall goes, sometimes you just want to binge watch something that's cute, but also pulls at your heart and your head. Mm-hmm. But ain't that just the way? 
Ain't that just the way? <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. It was like they're fighting this giant, like creepy thing, and then like <laughs> Greg comes out. They they like fall into the river, and Greg comes out of the river like on the back of like a mangy dog, and he's like, "Now he's my new best." Yeah, friend. <laughs> look, he turned into a dog, and now he's my new best friend. And the dog shakes him off, and he lands on his back, and the dog walks away. <laughs> he goes, "Ain't that just the way?" <laughs> Greg can't be bothered at all. No, Greg is just. <laughs> Also, uh, the absolute, I'm sorry, I know we're going over on this, but the absolute banger that is potatoes and molasses. Oh, yeah. Absolute ba- If I was in any sort of club setting and that came on, don't. It's <laughs> over. It's over. I'm throwing hands. It's, throwing, it's over. <laughs> potatoes and molasses. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> So much uh, It's so good. Thanks, honey. Welcome. See ya. See ya. Play her theme song one more time, but real fast. Her name is Jenny and Scissor Story. Booked it out of the room. <laughs> I know you couldn't see that, but she like full sprinted. Get me out of here. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to share something new. That I, I, I've, I think I've shared with one person. This I'm intrigued now. Uh, which is my my idea for a short... Oh, actually, it doesn't have to be short. It could be even long. Um, my idea for a horror thing. <sighs> a horror story or a horror film or something like that. Okay. So, I had this idea when I was out running one night. My idea is... There is a guy who's mourning the loss of someone. Could be a partner, could be a parent. Anyone, a child. He's mourning this loss and to deal with his grief, he's taken up running. And one night he goes out for a run and he's going along the river and another group of runners pass him. One of the runners at the very end looks at him and goes, it's right behind you. (gasps) And that is my basic idea for a thing. Oh, man. And that builds your tension. That gets you. And yeah. Wow. That is so good. And I've never known what to do with it. I love that idea. But I'm like, what do I do with it? If you were to shoot it as a short film, you better believe like all of his shots from that point on are like an extreme close up of just like extreme ear, close up mouth eyes or behind. Oh, like the whole thing leading up to that is right. a, is like a POV shot from behind him. Oh man. Yeah. And then when you when he makes that like realization, we we clipped like his POV, the guy says that to him and then the extreme close up on his face to the point where like you can't see behind him. And it's just like, oh, that's so good. That was my idea. Because then it's like, well, what do you do? Do you stop and check? Do you turn around? Like, do you just keep going? How far do you go? Like, yeah. And there's that moment where it's like, did I mishear him? And for some reason, I feel like I can't turn my head. <laughs> like, right. It's almost by saying that he's placed something in my mind. Right, exactly. Oh. It doesn't, really, doesn't need to be true. But it's just like, yeah. I would want it to be a thing where it 
you care about the person. So so I, if it was like a short film, I would want to have a bunch of shots of him like talking to a doctor or like passing an urn or, you know, something signifying that he's going through something. Signifying you should care about this. This is why he's doing this. Like I said, I had that idea one night when I was like running by the river and I'm like, oh, oh, fuck, fuck. Like, I love that. Like, that's like it just creates that tension. Oh, man. That's such a basic human fear, too. I've been listening to a podcast that I was debating on whether or not to mention. <laughs> yeah. It's called um, The Magnus Archives. I think I've heard that. It, they've been doing it since like 2016. They're like the premier short, scary story podcast. Cool. And so I've been like dipping my toe in <laughs> and I was listening to them on my drive home Saturday night at like 1130 p.m. Perfect time. <laughs> yeah. And I I swear, I think from my drive from work to home, I must have like checked my back seat like 15 times. I just need to make sure there's like not something behind me. <laughs> right. That's such a good story, Matt. Thank You're you. such a good writer. Thank you. I want to th- I, I just I need to figure out something to do with it. Well, whatever you decide to do with it, always know that you can always just do something else with it. That's true. That's always true. So, I, so don't be afraid don't of have, sullying it. I don't, I don't have something. any big money behind me. Like, <laughs> we need it right. <laughs> Matt Ramsden, ruined by latest flop. Podcast goes under. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> okay, it's one of my favorite stupid jokes. I have to tell this right now. Um, okay. There's a, there's a movie. Do you know like mockumentaries? Yeah, um, like um, uh, fuck, turn it up to eleven. What was that one? Yeah, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah. So that same guy, uh, Christopher Guest, has a lot of mockumentaries in that same vein. One of which is called Waiting for Guffman. Okay. Which is a mockumentary about like a community theater in like the middle of nowhere, and like the drama around. They're like, think centennial pageant or like bicentennial pageant. <laughs> that like no one's aware of right that, was, like, the biggest exactly deal. exactly yeah is they have this director who wants to be a big broadway director and they're waiting for this guy named guffman who's like a connection who will like get them on broadway and they're waiting for <laughs> guffman um, okay but there's a joke where he's like i'm the most innovative director here like when we did our community production of backdraft that may have been a little bit much um a backdraft being like a movie from the 80s about firefighters <laughs> and what they did is they pumped in smoke through the like vents. Oh my god! To like immerse you. Yeah. Um. And this is the joke, which is like they show a headline from the premiere, and it's like "Smoke kills backdraft, dozens flee." And I just think the dozens flee is the <laughs> stupidest thing. <laughs> and I was like, that's so funny. It's really funny. I didn't even catch it. Oh, and fuck. I just think it's so good. Oh my god! Six people inconvenient. Right. Um, I also at the end of the movie, he like opens a Broadway gift shop, mm. and he has my dinner with Andre action figures. <laughs> Which, if you if my dinner with Andre is literally a play of two people talking over dinner. That's literally right, so. Yeah. He, he just takes these two action figures. He's like, "So, did you uh, did you have a good lunch? Oh yeah, I did. It was very nice. <laughs> what did you have? Oh, well, my doctor says I need to eat more salad, so I'm eating more. It's just it's the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> and I need more people to know about Christopher Guest. 
So we're ending the episode on a funny note. Yeah. So let's let's get spooky. There's something behind you. Yes. <laughs> you can hear it. It sounds like Lakey is fired with our theme song, The Process. <laughs> Thanks, Lakey. Uh, we appreciate it, especially during this spooky season. You're keeping our spirits uh, healthy. <laughs> yep, that's that works. You can find our podcast wherever you are listening to now. Wherever the spiders crawl. <laughs> spiders are freaky, though. Spiders are very scary. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I'm checking we have more reviews. Oh, that'd be fun. We have three ratings now. Oh. But no new reviews. Um, wow, it's fucking scary how little you guys want to <laughs> see us succeed. <laughs> but we are, we, are, we are five out of five stars on podcast on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> we appreciate that at least. Yes, thank you. Forever did that five stars. Matt, thanks for being here. Alan, thanks for potting with me. My temple pulsed again with that drumming pain as I lifted my violin. The two figures stared at me, unblinking, as they floated in their individual pods. They never opened their mouths, but I heard their voices in my mind. Each word chiseled into my frontal lobe as they came. With ominous unison, they commanded, Play us out. That was that was pretty good. I'm not gonna yeah, lie, Greg. That was good. Gave me chills. This, I mean, if you wanted to lead uh, the the podcast committee, you could definitely. If there's enough interest, you could definitely spearhead that. Yes, and uh, this is my newest member. Uh, he will be joining my committee. Who's who? Who is this? He is my taxi driver. My spooky taxi driver. I'm Reggie. Reggie. I I actually have my own podcast. I talk about cars. Fucking gay, Reggie. Well, I, 